podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Here comes Bosco's Boys, here comes Bosco's Boys, right down Bosco's Boys Lane. Santa Claus, Scott, and all the boneheads on Willie's crazy train. Chauncey's chewing on the mistletoe, oh, what a beautiful noise. Grab a brew and talk KSU, cause here comes Bosco's Boys. Here comes Bosco's Boys, here comes Bosco's Boys. Here comes Bosco's Boys. Boom, the boys are back, and it is time for uh, the final the final um, regular season game review. Um, Iowa State game review. Um, oh, boy. Um, that was bad. That was bad. Um, I went to the game. I- I'm not re-watching it. I... <laughs> I don't think I could bring myself to rewatch that. I am like even avoiding the highlights like a plague because um that just sucked. That was just painful. And um this season, <laughs> I mean, this eight and four season, all four losses uh by single score. Um mm. It was a painful season. It's going to go down as one of the biggest what-if seasons. It's going to be one of the most frustrating seasons of all time. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know any other way to put it. I uh, I just don't know. It, 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 it was just like the most miraculous game to way to lose a game as well. Um We'll get into it in a bit. I'm going to talk about the journey to the game and back because that sure was a uh, an event all in itself. But before we do, I want to talk about the spot where I was pre-game, and it was Manhattan Brewing Company. Now, I originally thought I was going to spend more time there pre-game, um, but but that's where we that is where we went uh, when we finally made it into Manhattan. First off, I have to give their entire staff five stars uh what a great group uh and just the their beers i had the tis the saison uh which is their uh belgian saison with tart cherries just like the perfect christmas type of beer um and it, and it was absolutely amazing also had their belgian triple as well uh absolutely delicious folks if you haven't been into manhattan brewing company first off shame on you second Again, we still have the entire basketball season, men's and women's basketball, this winter. Make that part of your game day routine. When you're coming in to see a game at Bramlage Coliseum, stop in. Because, again, you can get four packs, you know, out at your local liquor store 100%. And you need to continue to talk to your local liquor store, be nice, and say, hey, please carry Manhattan Brewing Company. But nothing beats straight from the source the vibes in the tap room are second to none. And like I said, the staff, second to none. Also, you might get to see me there. I had a lot of fun conversations with different boneheads um, before the game, and I always love seeing that. And, of course, as always, get beer to go after you're in there. Get a crowler, 
uh, get a couple four packs. Shout out to my buddy's girlfriend, Heather. Uh, she's my friend too. So my friend, Heather, uh, her and Matt, um, my friend, Matt, longtime friend, Matt lived with them three years at K state. Um, they joined me there and, and she had a couple crowlers of championship run. And quite frankly, I lucked out cause she left it in my car and I didn't realize it until after they were back on their way to Chicago. So, uh, Lucky me, I get some more championship runs. So shout out to Manhattan Brewing Company. Uh, next, look, that that game could have been like an all-time fun game um, since A, I didn't wreck going to or from the game, and B, that the atmosphere and, and being in like a legitimate snow globe game. Like, hey, it, it's not like, hey, it snowed before. No, it, it snowed before, it snowed during, it snowed after. It didn't stop. Um, it was a very unique uh, way to take in a football game. And again, it's one of those fun things that, again, if you win, it's a fun story. If you win, you talk about that game uh, for the rest of your life. You tell your kids, you tell all your friends. Now I want global warming and I never want to see snow again. I never want to see Iowa State again. Throw away the rivalry. I don't care about Farmageddon. Uh, 2027 can't get here soon enough. I never want to play Iowa State again. Again. Um, but it was a unique atmosphere. Again, shout out to the folks who, who made it again. I'm not, uh, it, it's funny. We, we had, uh, it's always such a hot topic, the exit re-entry and I hate it. I hate exit re-entry and I hate how, uh, some games, uh, the stadium kind of just isn't, doesn't get quite back up to full blown atmosphere in the second half. Well, there wasn't a single home game this year where it's like, okay, you needed that. I mean, UCF was good, but again, like you have a bunch of blowouts and then you have a freaking blizzard. You have a snowstorm. Again, I think it wasn't as bad here in Shawnee when I got back, but like in Topeka where I was staying all Thanksgiving break and where I was launching off from and coming back from on that day, they had 7.2 inches of snow and all last winter they had 6.1. So, again, you had an entire winter's worth of snow um, dropping before, during, and after this game, which which is absolutely wild. And, again, it uh, does create a lot of challenges. Like, uh, in hindsight, especially if I was going by myself, I would have just turned around once I got on the highways. It was not good. I hear it was even worse coming from the south and coming from the west. So, I can't even imagine that. Uh, saw probably no less than 15 cars off in ditches on the way there, probably eight to 10 on the way back. Um, it was, it, 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 it was not fun. Um, once we got to the stadium, uh, besides, uh, of course, Manhattan Brewing Company, uh, stopped off the, the parking spot right next to mine. Uh, they parked their car somewhere else in, in the, uh, West stadium and they had, uh, tents going heaters and, and it honestly was lovely. So, Everything surrounding the game, it was an adventure. Everything went off without a hitch. Um, but then the game kicked off. And, and also, let me say, senior day festivities, I, I always enjoy that. Um, uh, so, and, and I and they did a good job. Band wasn't able to march or anything like that. So it really was an odd atmosphere. It was a weird atmosphere. At times it got loud on big plays. It's like, oh yeah, you know, th there's a crowd pop, you know, it, it was good. Um, but, but it just was, it was just peculiar. It was just odd. Um, but, but when you get into the game and, and look, um, 
I'm trying to think about the 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 appropriate way I want to approach this. I'm not going to go through like reading off the stats. Everyone knows it was the weirdest stat game ever. You know, K-State running over 100 plays, Iowa State running like 33. Iowa State running four plays in K-State territory, never running a play in the red zone, but scoring 42 points. Um, I don't think outside of some sm- – well, some individual things that are not small things. They're big things. I don't think you can take a lot away from the schematics. Um, some of you could be screaming at your phone and saying, Scott, you idiot. Of course you can't. I don't think you can. Again, it was a weird situation. I do wonder, you know, cleat-wise, what what did the K-State defense, what were their cleats? What cleats were they wearing versus what Iowa State's offense was wearing? Um Something I, I just don't know. I don't understand how. And, and let's just get into it. And and I want to start with the defense. Um, because quite frankly, well, I mean, we'll talk about the offense, but the defense, I, I just don't understand. And it's and it was literally the very first play of the game. Um, I I think it's too easy, and I think it's probably lazy to say, okay, what was the effort there? Because you know, I would like to think, I would like to think that, you know, these are guys playing high level college football. These are guys who are high level athletes. These are guys who trained their entire lives for this game. And some of these guys playing in their final football game ever. They will never play a regular season football game of any kind ever again. I just, I, it just looked like there was some sort of effort. There was some sort of want to. I just, I, I just refuse to think. And again, I, I don't know. I, and I could be wrong. The, the defensive play calls. Joe Klanderman might have screwed the pooch royally. Chris Kleiman and everyone who was involved in the defensive game planning may have just had a howler. Maybe they just are too dumb to uh you know make adjustments when playing defense in the snow that all very well could be the case um and that would make a lot more sense versus what we saw out there you know on almost every single big play there is some version of half ass attempting to tackle um, and not being able to bring guys down again, it was it was horrible execution. It was horrible tackling. I can't get over it. It's disgusting. I'm still sick to my stomach thinking back to some of those plays. And when the defense needed to step up most on a third and fifteen, the game's tied. It's in the first or in the fourth quarter. A, a stupid little swing route that should have been three, four yards at most goes what? 79 yards for a touchdown. Wasn't even touched. Again, I I don't, I don't want to go straight to the effort. I don't want to be calling guys out individually, but what we saw, what, especially on one of the big runs, will Lee literally pushing the running back forward, not trying to punch out the ball, not trying to, even do like a hit stick you know if if he was trying to light the guy up or if he was trying to punch the ball out or if he was trying to do anything of value 
to take the ball away or to stop the running back. I wouldn't have even brought this up. But the dude literally just kind of, you know, gives him a little booster shove up the sideline uh, to, to help score a touchdown. I, I I just do not understand where this all comes from. I, I, I don't. I, I, I And again, th- this is this might I, I'm, I'm trying to find a reason as to why the defense was that bad without finding fundamental issues with um, the coaching, with the game plan, with the lack of being able to uh, make adjustments in the snow. Uh, But in reality, it's probably all of the above. I I just, I just don't understand how you can be that bad because I was, it's not a good offense. That is a, a very bad offense. And that was their fourth string running back going wild all over us. You know, and and again, it wasn't like they sustained a single drive at all. They're just like, oh, we're going to get to the second level and K-State's just going to kind of dive out of the way. It, it, It was the single worst display of defense I have ever seen. And I was in the front row of the 2010 Nebraska game. You know, I went to Lawrence for that final Ron Prince Sunflower Showdown. I went to plenty of games during the Ron Prince era. I, you know, I've seen Oklahoma put like 50 up on us in the first half, like back in what, 2015, 2014, 2015? I saw them put up a big number on us in 2011. I I mean, th- that is worse th- on defense. That is worse than what they did in 2020. You know, at least in 2020, yes, we were dealing with injuries. You know, you're down, you're starting nose guard, you're down a ton of linebackers. I, I get it. I understand. And there's the element of snow to it. But, I mean, at least in 2020, you know, the entire starting defense was out with COVID. At least in 2020, you made them, you know, sustain some drives. I I, I, I think, and again, I, I understand. I understand what some folks are going to say. Scott, the, the snow has so much impact. on. Okay, but both teams had to play in the snow. I, I truly believe that is the worst defensive outing in the history of K-State football. I know it. I know there's going to be some old heads. Oh, we, we gave up 72 points to Nebraska and 43 or whatever. And it's probably hyperbole. And I, I think probably a lot of this is compounding because um, this was a season that we should, we should be playing in Arlington. This is a season where we should have a top 15 ranking. Um, This is a season where um, you had high expectations and you had the talent and you have the coaching to uh, accomplish everything you want. And you come up now woefully short. Um, I said multiple times uh, since that Texas loss saying, Hey, look, you know, we can maybe backdoor into Arlington, but you know, going nine and three this season is not a failure. Um, you can still win a bowl game 
be a 10 win team and be right on that, you know, top 20, top 18 ranking level. Now there's no way to salvage it. And, and uh, I hate to put like so much value in a bowl game that very well may be the Liberty bowl now. Um, and, and nine and four is, is definitely better than eight and five, eight and five with this team, these expectations um, I might just throw up. But I, it's it's impossible not to be wildly disappointed. Um, and again, I I understand. And and if and if it's kind of similar to what we said last week versus KU. If Jason Bean plays and it's a normal game, I think K State wins by more. If it's just a normal forty-two degree late November night I I think K-State wins I think K-State beats Iowa State by 17 points I do think that the elements play something in it but here's the thing here's the thing elements happen football is an outdoor game and Iowa State was able to figure it out and you weren't and again maybe it does come back to coaching maybe I'm trying to find an excuse to give Joe Klanderman a pass, give Steve Stannard a pass, the linebacking coach, um, and, and even give Chris Kleiman a pass. I, I probably am. I'm, try, I'm probably trying to craft up a reason as to why the coaches don't share as much of a blame as individual players um, because the players will come and go, but the hope is, the belief is, the thought is that this coaching staff is going to stick together for another year. So I I don't know. I, I'm trying to rationalize everything in my stupid, dumb fan brain, but uh, it, it's just a disappointing thing. It's an emotionally exhausting game. And, and I would imagine anyone who, who drove any amount of distance into Manhattan for that game feels that. And again, nothing is owed. Nothing. I, I'm not trying to say, oh, these guys owe us and Oh, the players need like, no, I'm melting down a little bit. I am melting down a little bit. Um, and I'm not going to run away from that. I'm sure this isn't one of the more unhinged episodes um, of Bosco's boys in, in the five and a half year history of our show. I understand that. Um, but you're just emotionally spent when you're having to, uh, you know, it, it was a two hour drive from Topeka a drive. That's usually 45 minutes taking two hours you're on edge, you're white knuckling the entire way. And then you do the exact same thing coming home after that game. So it's just like a, an emotional Saturday, you know, it's sad boy winter, you know, it's just a lot of emotions tied up to it. And it sucked. It sucked. Everything about it sucked and it, it was not fun. And, and I put a lot of the blame at the feet of the defense because it is just unreal. Unreal real um what happened on the defensive side of the ball there um before we talk about the offense because quite frankly um they are not the ones they're not the biggest ones to blame but you know it's a team game we're going to talk about it and and it's not going to be fun it's not going to be a fun conversation um but no cheers me up putting on my charlie hustle crew neck sweatshirt so i'm currently wearing my arrowhead collection crew neck sweatshirt i'm recording this um, at 2.37 on a Sunday, a uh, big game in the professional football world. And, of course, the Arrowhead Collection is exactly what I want to support my team. 
guess what? Right after this, literally right after this, going to go throw on my sporting club collection one as well. Um, because look, I'm a sports fanatic and I am going to, um, I'm going to keep cheering, even though it makes you hurt and feel like you got punched in the gut and you just want to yell into a pillow until you pass out because you get lightheaded for screaming so much. Oh, man. But Charlie Hustle, make sure you can be that crazy sports fan in style and be comfortable. All the officially licensed K-State stuff is awesome. Um, Of course, the Arrowhead collection, the Sporting Club collection, all sorts of great stuff from uh, Charlie Hustle, including Kansas City icon stuff as well. Get over to charliehustle.com today. Um, get yourself some gifts. I have a, had a great Black Friday sale. I, I, something tells me they might have something going on for Cyber Monday as well. So get over to charliehustle.com today. Vintage made fresh. All right. Let's talk about the offense. And... Uh, Let's start with the good. Look, I you know, you picked up a lot of yards and you scored 35 points. That was very good. Um, they answered um when things looked like they were getting gonna get sketchy, and you gotta give them credit for that. Um and look, they played well enough that you know you got up by seven. You you got the lead, you're up by seven, um, you know, in the second half. And and again, I I think for the most part, the offense did their job. If you would have told me in a snowstorm like that that we were going to score 35 points, I would have said, oh, I'm leaving in the third quarter because this is a blowout. But they aren't without blame. Um, You have two uh, trips inside the red zone, I believe, that, uh, heck, I think it was in gold goal situations. You couldn't punch it in. You had to settle for field goals. Um, you don't score, I believe, on any of your final three drives. Is it three drives or four drives? And I don't even want to. I don't even want to pull up the game cast from this game because I'm just going to have a visceral reaction and just want to throw up. Oh my! I still, I still cannot believe, still cannot believe this game. Yeah. So the you score a touchdown. What in the third quarter? Oh, no. At the very beginning of the fourth quarter, you scored touchdown to go up 35-28. Then you go punt, interception, downs on the final three possessions. Um, interception on the second play of a drive, uh, you get 20 yards on one drive. And then again, you drive from the two-yard line, you get all the way to the 18, and you can't pick it up. Um it's frustrating. Um, it's painful. Yeah, look, you, you got to you got to the two yard line on the first field goal. On the second field goal, you got to the five yard line, and you can't punch it in. Look, that is frustrating. You, you still, when you score thirty five points, I'm not going to skewer the offense, but it, it failed failed K State when they needed it most. Um, you needed touchdowns early, you needed a touchdown late, and, and you couldn't get it. Some of that goes on the play calling of Colin Klein. Some of it goes to the offensive line, of course, to the pass catchers, the running backs, Will Howard. Everybody has a piece of the blame. Um, 
And, and look, Will Howard is a record holder. Will Howard is a Big 12 champion. Will Howard is a lot of things. Um, Will Howard is not a clutch quarterback, though. Um, it sucks. It, it, and it really sucks. It, it it hurts me. It hurts me to say this. But but again, if you if you look at one score games with Will Howard starting the game and finishing the game, um, I think he's like two and seven or three and seven. Um one of them, I believe, is the TCU game. Uh, where we didn't score any offensive points in the second half. One of them was last week going up against KU, and one of them was the Big 12 championship game. Um, in every single one of those games, it wasn't um, you know Will Howard going out there and making something happen on the final drive. Like, no, last week, yes, we, we got the score, but it comes down to the defense getting a stop and then just having to you know pick up first downs. Uh, the Big 12 championship game, no, we couldn't go down and score and win it in regulation. And it was the defense coming up with stops. It And it's it just kind of, it sucks. It, it sucks to have so many close losses and Will Howard never being able to, uh, you know, make the big plays to win the game uh, at the end. Um, and, and that's not to take away from, he had big moments not only early in his career, uh, you know, his first time coming in in relief of Skyler, uh, closing out that Texas Tech game, making a big play to ice that out. And again, last week, even versus KU, coming up with big plays to ice out the games when you're in, in the lead. But Will Howard playing from behind um, or tied late in games, um, just a bad, bad record. And, and Will Howard's lucky not to have had more interceptions last night. Um, I, I, I try to pride myself in, in calling it like it is again, Will Howard is going to go down again. One of the most prolific passers of all time, Will Howard, big 12 champion. Um, but Will Howard also made a lot of mistakes and, and th- there were a lot of moments this year, uh, where it d- did come down to your senior quarterback, the quarterback, your leader, the guy on your team that you depend on that, that the coaches bought in on that uh, you know, so many fans bought on that the entire team bought in on, and he came up short um, quite a few times this year. It sucks. It sucks, and, and I don't think that's what Will Howard's going to be remembered for. And not, and he, it shouldn't. It should not be what Will Howard is remembered for. He has maybe the bowl game. I don't know. Maybe he opts out of the bowl game. I don't think he's going to. But he has a bowl game. Um, and that's the final final game uh, in a K-State uniform. There's no sense in having any sort of big-time arguments over Will Howard. And look, I, I don't want him, and he won't. He won't. I think time is going to be the best friend of Will Howard's legacy at K-State possible. Um, but it is jarring to see how ineffective he's been in, in these close games late it, and it sucks. And that's, and that really is kind of the difference between K-State fans talking about Will Howard undoubtedly, you know, as a ring of honor guy I, talking about, Hey, there's not much you can detract from this kid. Um, you know, when, when you're talking about his spot amongst the all-time greats, like I said, I think it's three and seven in one score games with him as the starter and the guy who ends it, I believe, that is correct. Three and seven or three and eight. Um, you even make that 500. You're adding 
you know, two high profile wins or even three high profile wins, whether they're this season or even earlier in his career. And this guy is, is an absolute legend. The, the, the fine line, the razor sharp line of being very good and being a legend or being very good and an all time great is just razor thin. And, and, and sadly, Will has fallen on the uh, wrong side of that uh, in some of these big time moments. Now, I assume that is Will Howard's last game in Bill Snyder Family Stadium. He ties the record for most touchdown passes in a season. I hope he plays in the Big 12, or not in the Big 12 champion. I wish we were playing the Big 12 championship game. I hope he plays in the bowl game, and I hope he gets that single season record. Um, Ben Sennett breaking a bunch of records, but again, it's just kind of the, uh, you know, the how this season's gone. Um, he cramps up late in the game and isn't able to come in uh, late in the game. This season just is the biggest what-if season of all time. And again, I think Will Howard has a little bit of maybe the biggest what-if career of all time. So this culmination um, of this season of Will Howard's K-State career, um, it it really is a microcosm, um, and it sucks. And it sucks because it is something that is just right there. Um, that, that's really all I have. And I'll touch on this. And I think this will be a theme. We'll, we'll dive into this more throughout the week and throughout the month of December um, as well, I'm sure. But but reflecting back on this eight and four, and, and I know this hasn't been a fun episode. This is not, I mean, this is, like I said, this is probably the most unhinged episode. I'm sure there's going to be people who tweet and, and, and tell me why I'm wrong, why I was too hard on this, not hard enough on that. That's fair game. If you listen to this show, you are more than free to tell me when you think I'm wrong. Um, but this eight and four season is is a failure. This this there's nothing that can happen in the bowl game. There's nothing that can happen um, at all. When you look back at the 2023 K State football season, you're gonna say, "What if?" You're gonna agonize over four one possession losses. Um, but ultimately, you have to – no, sorry, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. When I look back on this season, I'm going to be agonized by the one-score losses. I'm going to have tons of what-ifs. And I'm going to look back on this season and say it was a failure. It was a failure. This was a team that had preseason top 20 expectations. This was a team that had – Big 12 championship game aspirations, and the media agreed. When you looked at the talent on the team, it was there. It was all there. Everything was lined up, and due to execution on our own parts, due to a a miracle kick, due to a blizzard, there's all these what-ifs, there's all these excuses, and you can moral victory and, and all this type of stuff, but no. In my opinion, this season was a failure, and it hurts. It sucks. I hate that. But when you take a step back off the ledge, when I take a deep breath and just relax, and you look at it, and you're saying an 8-4 and season is a failure. This season was a failure. You realize how lucky, how spoiled, and how great a position Chris Kleiman has put this football program in 
during his time at K-State. I am in no ways when I say it's a failure, I'm not calling Will Howard a failure. I'm not calling Chris Kleiman a failure. I'm not calling any of the players a failure. I'm saying this season, based on the expectations we had, based on the opportunities we had, based on how good this team is, was a failure to go eight and four. And the fact that we are able to say that, the fact that we are able to be disappointed in going six and one at home, and and the fact that we are going to be, you know, seething mad about losing uh, on the road to, uh, you know, a top 10 team in Missouri, uh, a team that's playing in Arlington in uh, the Oklahoma State Cowboys, and a team that might be going to the college football playoff in Texas. yeah, I, I mean, that says where the expectation, where where this program belongs. This program belongs in the top 20. Now, I have no excuses for Iowa State. Iowa State ended up being way better than any of us thought, and, and, and Matt Campbell probably deserves the Coach of the Year award. Not probably. Matt Campbell does deserve the Coach of the Year award, even though I hate him and he's a petulant child. He's a good coach. Um, Iowa State doesn't fit. The, the fact that you lost Iowa State, like that, that, that's what the kick in the nuts of the season is. Um, that's the game that makes it the failure. Um, but the fact we're able to say that, the fact that, uh, you know, we're melting down over an eight and four season, it tells you where this program is and where I think the trajectory is, it, it is going to continue to go. Now, I really hope we win the bowl game. Not a nine win season feels at least to me, this is only me. I'm not, I'm like I said, I'm trying not my best not to project onto you guys, the boneheads, the listeners, but being able to say, Hey, yeah, nine win team, maybe a small shot of being right. I, I don't think so. Um, I don't think going nine and four, unless you get to play like a ranked NC state team. Um, I don't think that's going to get you ranked in the final, uh, ranking since, uh, what we are unofficially 28. So maybe, I mean, maybe a, a, a big, maybe a, a big bull win could get you a top 25 season. And then the glory of it would be, we're, we're saying a top 25 season uh, is a failure. That honestly would be fun. I would make fun of myself. Uh, but again, that tells you where this program is. This tells you where the program's going. And I'm trying to end on a happy note that, Hey, look, you know, this regular season's over. Um, we're going to be eagerly awaiting to hear where the bowl game's going. And then the buildup to the bowl game's fun. I love conference championship games. I love bowl games. I'm still going to enjoy it. Um, but, but it was a rough, it was a very rough end to the regular season, but guess what? We're going to dust ourselves off. We're going to get ready for the bowl game. We're going to get ready for signing day. We're going to enjoy K-State women's basketball, K-State's, uh, men's basketball fingers crossed i'm recording this before the selection show for volleyball they lost uh in four sets with houston i think they're going to be on the outside looking in hope i'm wrong um but we're still going to enjoy it we're going to have a great december here at bosco's boys um and again we'll have a q a show i'll ask for questions here in a bit uh i wanted to get a little bit of a cooling off period because i i, I knew for a fact i was going to be salty with this episode. I knew it was going to be an unhinged episode. Um, and it sucks. But but, but here, this is the last thing I'm going to say. 
this senior class, um, I, I have so much appreciation for, I have so much love for, um, again, Will Howard, very good quarterback, just not great. I don't want anyone to come away from this. And, and I'm sure people will saying, man, he hates Will. I don't hate Will Howard. I'm so grateful uh, for Will Howard sticking through the adversity um, because without him, we we don't win the Big 12 championship last year. Um, you know, a guy like Philip Brooks been around forever. Um, you guys know how much I, I hold up the Porter brothers, especially Seth. Uh, his final game in in, in man at Bill Snyder Family Stadium, uh, you know, and, and I'm not going to name them all. Uh, you know, I I I would I would miss them. Cooper Beebe, though, look, all time great season. Even though I don't think he was necessarily, although he he had some he had some absolute amazing blocks in the snow. Look, I I love this senior class, and and again, I'm not calling these players failures. I'm not calling these coaches failures. I'm just saying this season was a failure, um, but I still love these guys. <laughs> and uh, I can't wait for that bowl game. And I'm probably going to live and die with every play in that bowl in the bowl game, whatever it is, even if it is the shitty Liberty bowl. Um, but I love this team and and the season's going to always suck. It, it, it might be the, the mo- one of the most painful seasons for me personally to look back on Um because I was still pretty young for 97, 98, and 2000. Um, but even those, you had, you had some of the higher highs. Oh, my God, why do we have to lose? All right, I'm going to stop this show because I'm unhinged and I'm unwell. So, for Chauncey, the best dog in the world, um, for K-State, we love you guys. Go Cats. Hail to the to the wise wildcat in spirit wildcat in fight hail alma mater from sea to sea onward forever hail victory Ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. fight UK State Wildcats for alma mater fights. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be a fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Fight, 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 fight. UK State Wildcats for alma mater fight.
Podcast Network.